Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Hour number two, Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Oilers by week and all-star week. Tomorrow night. Whatever it takes, Don Metz production. We'll have Don on tomorrow's show. John Shannon worked on the show as well. We had him on Wednesday. Uh, in the second hour of the show, uh, two big men. Brian Burke coming up from uh, NHL Hockey and Rogers, courtesy of our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar, and Ian Herbers who, along with Mark Tenorti, of my sort of the 66 and 67-born guys, we kind of just stayed away from because uh, they were huge at, like, 12. Um, but uh, Ian's, of course, the head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears, former Oilers player and assistant. All right, without further ado, I will tell you the second hour of Oilers now is brought to you by Digitex. Don't spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location is digitex.ca, Alberta's number one and owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. To the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, we welcome back to the show from NHL Hockey and Rogers, again, for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication solar, the biggest single fan of all-star games everywhere, not <laughs> Brian Burke. Hi, Brian. How are you? Good, Bob. How are you? Good. Uh, what's your take on all-star games? Well, I think they're important. I mean, the games themselves suck. Um, <laughs> they do in, They do in every sport, like, like other than baseball. Yeah. All the leagues have battled to come up with some kind of all-star format. I think the worst is the NFL, the Pro Bowl. Yes. I mean, it's dreadful. Um, our game isn't anything like a real NHL game. But it does highlight the skill of the players. The one good thing about All-Star, and I do enjoy that, I do watch it, yep. is that you see the individual skill level of the players, which is just breathtaking. So um, the game itself, I don't like, but I like watching the players in the game. Does that make any sense? Absolutely. You know what? I'm going to go back a few years. I don't know if you remember this, but we're going to get Brendan to send it out. Uh, Wayne Gretzky was playing in an All-Star. Remember Mike Ramsey? Hard-hitting, yep. real solid defenseman for Buffalo for a number of years. Wayne came down the ice on the right side and cut across the blue line from right to left, and Ramsey filled him in with a like a stiff shoulder check. And if I had been one of the other players on the ice at that, and I think Kevin Lowe actually went after him, I'd have stuck Ramsey for doing that in an all-star game. I mean, this is in the 80s and, and early 80s. I don't think it was towards the back half of the 80s. I think it was maybe, before, it might have been 82, 83 and around that time. But because you don't, see, guys are almost embarrassed to accidentally get a piece of each other today. So it is a completely different game, isn't it? Yeah, I think they get their instructions from the union. There's no reason for anyone to get hurt in a game like this, guys. So I get it. 
I don't like it, but I get it. And like I say, I don't like the game, but I watch the game because I like the skill level of the players that go. You're watching the the top players in the best league in the world. It's, it's pretty exciting, some of the things they do. Now, both Kachucks are going. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl already, and this was on the heels of that heated game on the Saturday night, saying, you know, if, if Matthew's on the ice, I might leave the ice. Uh, that could add for, I mean, you would have to think that logic takes place here, Brian, and guys at least communicate back and forth with one another and, you know, kind of kind of try to have a couple good chuckles over things, don't they? Or, or do sort of the bitter relationships remain sort of the bitter relationships in that scenario well we spent a lot of time with leon his draft year because we weren't sure where he was going to go and he's a great kid and i'm sure what he said was in the heat of battle and i'm sure it'll be forgotten um it should be he's a classy guy he should be classy about this you can you can start hating him again right after the game because they play right away so um but it's you know what happens in a regular season game shouldn't color what happens in an all-star game in my view but who, who knows yeah, you know, just to take it the other way, after Canada, did you, uh, were you with the 2010 and the 14 U.S. Olympic teams? Yes. Okay, so after Canada knocked off the American, and let's face it, the U.S. is 1B to Canada's 1A. Sorry, Russia, you're not there, you're not close. When push comes to shove, the two best countries in the world are Canada and the United States in hockey right now. And uh, I, I know, I'm led to believe that the Chicago Blackhawks, because they had, you know, American and Canadian, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taze, right? Um, And I believe they had a discussion, okay, it's over and done with, and there wasn't even supposed to be good-natured ribbing about Canada winning because they didn't want any of that. They were back to being Blackhawks uh, instead of representing their respective countries, which I think tells you a bit about some of the success that the Hawks had winning those three Stanley Cups. you know, obviously, and this was after 2000. This is before Chicago had won their first cup. Tells you a little about the character. And did you hear that story that there was an implicit discussion? Nothing ever again, Canada and U.S. related. We're Chicago Blackhawks again. I heard that. Yeah, that's good. And that's good. That's that's the way it ought to be. It's it's always been acceptable in our league for a player to pick up his bag, go play for his country, and come back to his team without any repercussions. And let's hope it's always that way. Yeah, absolutely. So you're not you're 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 not the biggest all star guy. You like your truculence in the game. There's there's none of that going, but it, it remains very important for the league, doesn't it? It is important for the league, and it's a it's a good honor, and it's a nice way to acknowledge and recognize the top players in the league. So it's important. Uh, it's important for the broadcast partners like us. It's important for the sponsors. And uh, it's important that players participate. Uh, I do think at a certain point you acquire the right to say no. Like I have no problem with with uh, Ovi not going. Mm-hmm. But until you get to a certain high level, uh, you got to go. Wayne Wayne went all those years. Wayne played in all those Canada Cups, did all those All Star games. Um, if Wayne can do it, these guys can do it. Uh, are you going? No, no, no. I have a charity event here. I, since Sportsnet doesn't use me at All Star. Uh, last year, I did my first annual NHL All-Star Hot Stove here in Toronto, and we're doing it again with legendary Oilers defenseman Paul Coffey and Eric Lindros doing a hot stove. Wow. Now, do you, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but Eric Lindros and I have had animated discussions with, uh, you know, the Oilers have had some of the greatest players in the history of the game and their organization. It's interesting, the perception of Eric, because to me, slam dunk Hall of Famer, 
understandable that the family took the Quebec Nordiques organization to task, especially given what turned out to be Marcelo Boo's track record. Uh, do you think Eric gets a, uh, a fair representation of just how dominant and great a player he was for five, at least five of the years in the 1990s where I think you can make a strong argument he was the best and most dominant player in the National Hockey League? Yes, I, I think he does get it now. I don't think he did, but I think with the passage of time, people forget the things they didn't like about him. They just perceived as moody and the family interfered, and that's all subsided now, and I think people recognize. I mean, I'm on the selection committee at the Hockey Hall of Fame. Eric's numbers are not Hall of Fame worthy, but he was welcomed in because on the Comet Theory. And I, I, I said, did this interview the other day and said Comet, and the guy didn't understand me. Comet like a Halley's Comet in the sky. So he didn't have a lengthy career like a lot of guys did because he played the right way, because he got banged up. But for a brief period, like you say, four or five years, he was the best player in the NHL. And that's how he got in. That's how Pavel Bure got in. That's how Cam Neely got in. There you go. These are guys who didn't have Hall of Fame career numbers because of injuries but that were truly great in a short, shorter period of time and therefore warrant their induction into the Hockey Hall of Fame. You know, a comparable uh, for is ESPN put out, Brian, their greatest athlete of all time, and they had Bo Jackson as the greatest athlete of all time. And if you want to apply the Comet Theory, no better illustration than Bo Jackson, who was an all-star in two different sports at the same time and was such a good athlete, Brian, that he played a major professional sport after he had hip uh, replacement surgery. That's how yeah, good of a that's that's when you know you're a pretty good athlete. And a lot of your younger listeners are saying, "Who the hell is Bo Jackson?" He is. Just, he was just a great athlete, great baseball player, great football player. I think he was a track star in high school as well. Yes, like this guy could do everything. If, and this is what you know. The late great Badger Bob Johnson used to say. He said, just imagine if we had gotten Michael Jordan to pick up a hockey stick when he was eight years old instead of a basketball. And those truly great guys, like Wayne Gretzky, could have been a Major League Baseball player, no question in my mind. They have such intrinsic athletic ability, coordination, sports IQ, that they could be great at anything. If Wayne had decided to be a tennis player, he would have been a a 10-time Wimbledon champ. Those guys are like that. And that's what Bo Jackson wants. He's one of these phenomenal athletes. Gifted beyond description. Wayne always downplays, uh, you know, his, his, you know, like no one denies Connor's athleticism as a hockey player and the explosiveness. And the Wayne, oh, I was slow. Wayne, you were, you were not slow. You were quick. And I think back there was a superstar series, and Wayne was running against Bjorn Borg and Pele and Sugar Ray Leonard, and he destroyed them in a sixty-meter. Uh, sprint like it yeah. was not close, and I I, I think Wayne kind of it's a little bit tongue in cheek, but I think he downplays just how good of an athlete he was. But as for Bo Brian, Charles Barkley told Bo at Auburn, "Stay out of the basketball gym. I don't need to be the second best player here because if you go in there, I'm going to be the second best." Yeah, for sure, I believe it. He was uh, he was special. So you have Paul Coffey, and, and you have Eric at this event. Um, yeah. Paul was pretty good, too, wasn't he? <laughs> well, I had one of the greatest skating defensemen played for me in Anaheim named Scott Niedermeyer. And as great as Scott was, I would say in his prime, 
Paul Coffey was even better. And they're very similar players in the sense that great puck movers, but if there was no option to pass, they could lug the puck out of trouble, play big minutes, cardio freaks. I mean, we had we had a heart monitor on Scott Niedermeyer in a game one time. And I'll get these numbers off, so any of you analytics geeks that want to write in, go ahead. <laughs> but I, I think his I, I think his resting heart rate was 80, which is you know phenomenal. And he was on a long shift, like a minute and 40 seconds. He got stuck on the ice against the top unit battling, and he came off. and And the strength coach showed it to me. It's the only reason I know I knew this or know it now. The next day, the strength coach Sean Scan said to me, "You got to see this." And he did the printout. He came back to the bench and his heart rate was up to 140. Now, a normal person battling for that long, it'd be two something, 220. Yeah. He's at 140, and it took 40 seconds for it to go back to resting. And he went right back out. Just a cardio freak. Just a, a just a gift, you know, a, an anatomical gift that allowed him to be, uh, I mean, all the other stuff, the hockey IQ and the hand eye and all that, but the cardio base he had. And that's the same thing. I'm sure Paul was the same because he played crazy minutes. Oh, yeah. There's and in all those Stanley Cup finals runs and championship teams, some nights it, it seemed he never got off the ice. Brian, you watched the 85 uh, series against Philly, Game 5 in Edmonton, and the Oilers looked like they could play today. That team could play today. That's how well they skated, and the Flyers yeah. looked like a team out of those 70s. No, yep. and I, I, you know, I've got guys, you know, the Sutters list, you know, I hear the back from the Sutters once in a while, and, you know, a couple of those guys were involved in those Philly teams, and I'm just like, man, it was night and day. Like, the speed that Edmonton played at, and, and it was so obvious in the contrast. Hey, just before we let you go here, so Sportsnet's got this Connor McDavid, whatever it takes. Did you have any idea of the severity of the decision that he was having to make in terms of, uh, and the potential that he might not have been available for this season? No, just that they were very, the Oilers were very careful about saying whether he'd be ready for opening night or not. Yeah. I thought they managed that well. I thought they managed the news of the injury well. Uh, So, no, I did not have any sense of it. Uh, But I've I've seen the the feature, the, you know, the trailer for it, and I'm going to watch it. It looks really interesting. And and I'm not surprised about anything I hear about Connor McDavid. Nothing. I hear about him like that he would work this diligently and speed up his recovery time by three or four months. Um, but nothing surprises me about him when I watch him play and listen to him talk. I know you don't care about awards. You care about winning because that's what executives care about. Uh, I know there was a, the Professional Hockey Writers Association put out the comeback player of the year today. This is before that vote took place before they realized the severity of the McDavid injury. They had William Nylander, number one, for comeback player of the year. I mean, the guy basically... He was a holdout, was he not, in terms of the contract negotiation? Does does McDavid merit consideration based upon him coming back from the type of injury that he came back for for comeback player of the year? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you look at the the footage they showed of, you know, you, the recovery time on an, on an operation like that, and unfortunately, it's something that as a GM, I'm very conversant with this because okay. we deal with it all the time. To come back in that short a time period is you got to have great healing powers, but you got to work, man. You got to do the rehab. And it's not like it hurt his skating any. You look at him now. It's it might have made it better. It's unbelievable. 
It's unbelievable, Brian. Brian, uh, have fun with Paul. We've had Paul, we had Paul on about two weeks ago when we were in Toronto. I got to get Eric on one of these days. He was uh, for me, and I'm only a few years older than him. I actually did the '91 Canada Cup, and he was in Saskatoon. And I was in pretty good shape at that time. And Eric decided to do a little stretch up in the media room uh, before one of the games, uh, the last exhibition game. I couldn't believe an 18-year-old had a body like that. Like he was, yeah, I know. and then he went out and crushed and injured. I think he got Joel Otto. He got a, I think he got Samuelson from Sweden. And that was when he was 18. He was just the guy was a freak. Like he, he was unbelievable. So have fun with that event, okay, Brian? I will. Thank you. You bet. That is Brian Burke for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. This is Oilers Now. Second hour of Oilers Now brought to you by Digitex. Don't spend your available time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Digitex is your all-in-one convenient location at digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. We will get to some Ashley Fine Floors texts. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Floors strong enough for every mini stick tournament. Up next, though, we'll get to uh, the Oilers Injury Report for James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chat. 127 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. All right, need to tell you this. Uh... Our official uh, Bakersfield extra scout that we have is Uncle Milt. He sometimes goes down to do a little bit of golfing in California, makes his way in to go see the Condors play. Uh, but Uncle Milt also is out at Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin, where cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. They're an eight-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. Outstanding service department. Right now is a great time to buy. They're clearing out their 2019 significant rebates for 2019s, upwards of anywhere from ten dollars to $15,000. Give the gang at uh, Brent Ridge, which includes Uncle Milt, Rich, and Johnny, call 1-877-477-3673 or visit brentridge.com. We head off to the Oilers Now Injury Report for James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Uh, don't, not sure if we have a hard-hitting uh, injury report for a guy, Trent Brown, that was a hard-hitting safety. He knocked a couple guys. And the funny thing is he played corner when he was in university. Moved to safety. Of course, he was always, he could always run but turned out to be a big-time banger as a uh, safety uh, with the Edmonton Eskimos. I remember a game against Winnipeg. The guy he hit, it was like they carted this guy off the field. It was scary stuff. I think even Trent was a little bit uh, concerned on that one. What do you got for me, Mr. Escott? All right, Leafs defenseman Jake Muzzin has been assigned to the Toronto Marlies on a conditioning stint as he works his way back from a broken uh, foot that he suffered around Christmas time. Austin Matthews is day-to-day with a wrist injury, will not participate in all-star festivities, though he made it clear he's still going to be in attendance in support of his teammates and the game. Senators forward Brady Kachuk was named his replacement. There there you go. It is 129 in Edmonton. We're going to head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. We will get to some of your texts about Connor McDavid. But you know what? Now that this thing's coming out, Brendan, just slip your headset back on for five seconds here. Do you think this, when we watch the documentary, people have even a greater appreci- appreciation for McDavid and how hard he battled to make himself ready? Like, Because uh, the sense I'm getting talking to media people over the last three or four days is, did you know? I'm like, not to this extent I didn't know. And people are like, wow, he, I mean, he really must want it to return. I think we're going to learn more about Connor as the person, which is something that we don't know a lot about through conventional media. There we go. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Ian Herbers, head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears. We'll get to some of your texts and tweets as well. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.